0: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I'm an editor at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as always, although some have sued him to stop, senior writer Jonathan Strickland.
0: Have you heard about Hugo and Kim? Did they really get pinned? Did she kiss him and cry? Did he pin the pin on or was he too shy? <laughs> Is she really going out with him? <laughs> Different song. Yeah, I know. That was one written by Shoeless Joe Jackson. Shoeless <laughs> Joe Jackson. <laughs> That's a lie. It was a hit. Huh? Yeah. Uh. Oh boy. All right, let's uh, let's move on to our topic, shall we, before we this really falls apart. Okay. Uh, so we wanted to talk today about Google and its planned acquisition of Motorola Mobility. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what that means and why Google would be considering it and, uh, kind of just sort of look at the topic and talk around it. Uh, it's kind of interesting because this, this was, uh, first announced in August of 2011, August 15th, 2011 to be exact. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Typically, August tends to be a slow month in tech news. Yeah. But the August of 2011 was anything but. Yep. It, it, it started off like any typical August in the tech world. But within the second week, things just went out of control, crazy bananas. Yep. And Google Motorola was one of the big stories, or so we thought. And <laughs> other stories later eclipsed it. But, uh, let's, let's kind of talk about this. And, uh, the, the details of the deal here are that, Google would be paying around $40 per share in Motorola stock, Mm -hmm. which is an increase of around 63% of the value at the time of the announcement. Yeah, about $12.5 billion. Billion with a B. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot of money. And keep in mind, uh, uh, well, why would Google want to buy Motorola Mobility? What are some of the reasons? Okay, well – to start off
1: with, I mean, it's not like Google buying companies is unheard of. No, the, Google's got a long history of doing that. Right, but typically it's, there are, they are purchasing companies that the, that Google can turn into something else. Like, for example, when they bought Rightly, mm-hmm. Rightly was an online word processing uh, software that you used in your web browser, which became part of Google, Google Docs. Docs. Yeah,
0: it's kind of more service-oriented yeah. than uh, hardware-oriented. Yeah, that's or, really what Google was focusing on. Or advertising
1: giants, you know, sure. double yes,
0: which feeds directly into Google's line of revenue.
1: Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, you know, what, it's Google products and services. Exactly. Um, but with Google purchasing Motorola Mobility, Motorola Motorola Mobility was a. Uh, a fairly recent spin-off of motorola which yeah. has been around for a long long time
0: and motorola was the company that invented the cell phone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the very first cell phone was a huge cell phone by motorola that wasn't it wasn't meant for uh, consumers it was a prototype yeah and uh and famously the the head of motorola at the time made a call to uh I think it was Bell Labs. Yeah, from the street out in front of Bell Labs's office, in order to uh, kind of rub their nose in the fact that yeah. that Motorola had built the first cell phone.
1: I, I believe the the words that they used as they were waving up to the the person in the office at of Bell Labs was
0: "Yoo hoo!" Yeah. It, which you can also translate into nanny nanny boo-boo. Yes.
1: And then the, the six trucks it took to carry the phone, right?
0: Drove off. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, it wasn't quite that big, but it was it was rather clunky. So anyway, Motorola but, definitely has a long history.
1: Yeah. Well, even longer than that. Sure. I remember Motorola C B radios in the nineteen seventies. They they predate that by by quite a few years. Yep. So it's Motorola's been around for quite some time, but they're known for Making things, yeah, physical things, and Google is typically not, I right. mean even when it came out with the uh uh the Nexus One cell phone, the hardware for that was not made by Google, no, it was made by h t c yes, so uh, the question is why would they do that, and the first reason this is this is one of the cool things, you know, a tech stuff we don't usually cover breaking tech news. I mean, you might mention something on the blog, but when we actually get to it in a podcast, we've had a chance for the news and commentary to develop on it somewhat. Right. So the initial news was Google bought Motorola Mobility because it had thousands and thousands of patents. Right. Um, And this has been in the news a lot lately, too, where... Google and uh, Microsoft and Apple and HTC have all been going at one another on who's violating whose patents. Right. And and Google doesn't have a lot of patents.
0: Yeah. And, and to be, to be clear, to be clear, Google was kind of outside of these arguments. I mean, they were directly involved in the sense that the arguments had a lot to do with the Android operating system. Right. But the actual lawsuits did not target Google. They targeted the hardware manufacturers that were using Android operating system. Google Google is,
1: uh, is not a bit player in this. They're, they have a big stake in the outcome of these arguments. Right.
0: So Google definitely has a lot to lose if the arguments go against the manufacturers, but they didn't have really much recourse to act out against these lawsuits because they weren't the ones named in the lawsuit. And so, uh, Google, Google's move to purchase Motorola Mobility might have been fueled in part with this desire to get hold of these thousands of patents so that the company could protect itself against, uh, patent lawsuits, patent infringement lawsuits. And, uh, the, the way you put protect yourself against a lawsuit isn't that you prove that your idea is original or that you have the patent on whatever idea it is that's, that's at stake. It's to say, if you sue me for infringing on this idea, then I can sue you for infringing on these ideas. And it becomes this thing where it's almost like the Cold War, right? Yeah. It's where these different companies are building up arsenals, except their arsenals aren't weapons. They are patents, patent portfolios. And it, it protects them because they know that if another company tries to sue them, they can sue And it makes the whole thing counterproductive. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're more likely to reach an agreement with another major company where perhaps you agree to license the technology across both companies mm-hmm. or multiple companies if there's – more than that, involved in a lawsuit.
1: Yeah, and it, it uh, sometimes works out where people are sort of exchanging, you know, making an exchange. So I, I'm licensing these patents, f- you know, for every one of these I make, I'll give you ten dollars for these patents, and yes. for every one of these I make, you give me twelve dollars for those patents, and we'll just call it a day. Yeah. Um, the thing is, a patent is basically a protection of intellectual property, right? And it's on file with some patent office somewhere. You know, a lot of times ideas will be patented in Europe and in the United States and in, you know, different countries. So, um, you know, these, these are high stakes games that people are playing. But that's only the first, uh, I, would, I would say that was the first obvious thing. The other obvious thing is that Google is making the Android operating system and right. Motorola with the Droid um, and several other... The Zoom. The Zoom, the tablet, yeah. And, yep. um, was making devices, so until this point, the Android operating system was free for multiple uh, uh, companies to li- OEM companies to license right. from them. So you have people like HTC, you've got uh, Samsung, Samsung um, LG, sure, Motorola, yep. Licensing the Android operating system for use on their handsets, and that's helped Android gain one of the biggest market shares.
0: Crazy market share,
1: like over the course of a very short time. Yeah,
0: it. It it, even though the iPhone debuted before Android, Android caught up to iPhone and got a wider distribution. And there are multiple reasons for that. For one, unlike the iPhone, uh, you know iOS is only found on the iPhone. That's it. Well. Yeah. Well, for, for phones. For phones. For phones. Yeah. It's also found on the tablets, the iPads. But I was just for, waiting for someone to write in. I, I'm glad that you said that. Okay. <laughs> so for – but for phones, iOS is only found on the iPhone. That's correct. And y- you might be able to find different generations of an iPhone out on the market at any given time depending upon when you go to the market. But,
1: but they are all manufactured for Apple.
0: For Apple and it's just the iPhone line. Yes. If you wanted an Android phone, you have lots of different choices across multiple carriers. And remember, for a long time, iPhone was just stuck with – not stuck. iPhone was only available on AT&T. That's right. And then in the eventually, United States. In yeah. the United States. And then eventually it was also available on Verizon, and there are now rumors that it will come to other carriers as well. But it, that limited – The adoption rate of the iPhone as well, just because some people were locked into contracts with other Mm -hmm, carriers mm -hmm. or they had, uh, they knew that the, that other carriers had better service in whatever area they lived in. And even though they might want an iPhone, it just wasn't practical based upon their particular situation. Right. But because Android phones were available across multiple carriers, across multiple handsets, it gave people a lot more choice. So there's no surprise that Android caught up in the marketplace and then started to go beyond everyone else, at least in the smartphone market. If you look at the cell phone market overall, then Android is not the dominant operating system. But mm-hmm. in the smartphone uh, branch of the cell phone market, Android's winning.
1: Right. And so all so, of a sudden, now Google owns one of the manufacturers to whom it was licensing right. the uh, its software. And now... Well, of course, I haven't actually heard any of the other manufacturers say anything. Most of them. Most
0: of the comments from the other manufacturers have been: "We and we trust that this is not going to in any way impact our relationship with Google." So, sure, that's what they say. So, in other words, like HTC would say, "Yeah, Google's buying up a company that creates competing products with our products," but we trust that Google's not going to give them preferential treatment and hurt us in the marketplace and you know you could say well that's probably lip service that you know what else is HTC going to say but I've read some good arguments that this could very well be the case meaning mostly because if you look at all the different handsets that hold or and products that have Android operating system on it
1: mm-hmm.
0: Motorola mobility uh, consists of around, Roughly 15% of all the products that have Android on them. Mm -hmm. Which means you have 85% of the products that have Android on them are made by other manufacturers. So why would Google endanger the relationship with 85% of what, of the products out there that run Android? Why would Google put that at risk if they were to give preferential treatment to one uh one company over everything else it would it it doesn't make sense from a numbers perspective right, right. from business perspective and also we should say that Larry Page who is a, a co-founder and the CEO of Google said uh this this is an excerpt of a quote we will create amazing user experiences that supercharge the entire Android ecosystem for the benefit of consumers, partners, and developers. I look forward to welcoming Motorola's to our family of Googlers. And I guess the idea here is that you take the hardware expertise from Motorola and you take the the uh the systems expertise from Google and you work with those to try and create uh new systems that would be uh, uh Ideal for Android users, but not necessarily try and keep that just to Motorola. It might be that, again, that Google makes patents on these things and licenses out to other manufacturers so that you might have Google and Motorola coming up with these new ideas and new ways to implement the operating system in a really innovative way, but they wouldn't be kept just to Motorola products. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But so, yeah, that was, that was what those were the two big things yeah. that I that I saw in the days immediately following the the news of this deal. Were, oh my gosh, look at all the patents they've got, right? And we really are talking about thousands and thousands. And there are thousands of other patents that have been submitted but haven't been ruled issued, on yet. Right. So they haven't been issued or declined. So uh, there there could be even more in the works. And in fact, I've, I've heard that it's possible that Google doesn't even know everything that's in that portfolio. But, you know, they were buying it for the intellectual property and, oh, my gosh, what happens with all these other manufacturers? Some say that they think that uh, people like Samsung and HTC might look again at uh, Windows Phone Mm -hmm. 7. Um, Yeah, I've actually heard that uh, Microsoft may receive a, a shot in the arm. Because Windows Phone Seven, uh, despite critical acclaim, has been flagging in the marketplace. Right, and so this might give them, a, uh, uh, give other manufacturers An impetus to right. to take a look again at the operating system and hey, maybe we should create more Windows Phone. Right, because phones.
0: because the philosophy is, despite what Google's saying, how can how can it even be possible that the Motorola phones with the Google operating system that were all you know everything that was developed within Google was developed with these phones possibly in mind how can we compete against that i mean if i'm if i'm out in the market to buy an android phone and i know that google owns motorola mobility even if motorola, motorola mobility remains it's as independent as it possibly can be under the umbrella of google i'm tempted to buy motorola because i would in Logically, I would think anything that Google does uh, that's innovative is going to be aimed at this particular kind of hardware over the other kinds. Even if that's not true, that's going to be what's in my mind. Well, there are a lot of people who aim for the Nexus's, um, yeah, because th- they they think they're going to get the operating system build before anyone else does. Yeah, the
1: Nexus, the Nexus One, the original, and then the uh, Nexus S, mm-hmm. uh, which is Samsung's. And a lot of people say, well, these these are the phones that are designed to be the pure Android experience. Right. Google has said that they were going to give out the, all the builds that the phone can handle, mm-hmm. so nobody's going to hold anything back, uh, because some of the other manufacturers have, have messed around with the operating system. And they say, well, it's not the same. Like HTC is known for its HTC Sense um, modifications to the operating system. Motorola actually has Moto Blur. Yep. Um and uh and both of them have their fans and detractors sure um they say well you know HTC's not going to give me the update for my phone and I really want that so I'm going to make sure I get the Nexus or you know the same thing for all of them I've I've heard complaints about all of the different manufacturers because they say well they're so intent on creating this experience on top of Android and I just want the pure Android darn it
0: yeah, it's kind of funny because so, the day that we're recording this is the day that I got the Gingerbread update to my Android phone. I'm still waiting. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, and Gingerbread's been out for a long, long time. For you people in the future who are listening to this podcast, it's not that uh, Gingerbread is is fresh out of the oven. It's been available on other devices for a while. I just got it uh, as of September second, 2011. FroYo. Um. Anyway, but uh, I. I I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to say that uh, that one of the arguments I would use against the people who say this was purely a patent grab is that – well, first of all, it looks like a lot of those patents that Motorola has wouldn't necessarily be useful in patent lawsuits. It, it's, mm-hmm. They wouldn't necessarily be that valuable. Uh, in that case, uh, some of them probably are, but not all of them and it and it may very well be that most of them aren 't terribly useful for the whole patent lawsuit warfare strategy but another th- reason is because Google was part of a bidding war for another group of patents from Nortel from Nortel, which ended up being a four point five billion dollar package of o patents, and Google did decided not to continue to bid on that and and pass that chance up. But then they spend $12.5 billion on Motorola Mobility, so you could either say, well, perhaps they view that the, the patents that Motorola holds more valuable and more relevant than the patents that Nortel held. Or they could be saying, well, no, this really is because we want to have a platform to work with when we're developing Android, not just the patents that come along with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it seems like, um, now i, I-
1: Actually, uh, the best article I've found on all these different pieces of Fallout was from uh, Renee Arriccio of Inc. Uh, it was a longtime tech journalist. And um, she she was pointing out, too, that Nokia also uh, might receive a shot in the arm from this because there's been a long time uh, – there's been a rumor going on for a long time that Microsoft might want to pick up Nokia. Mm-hmm. Um and this just makes it all the more possible that somebody might uh, gobble up Nokia, which has been around for a very, very long time, also has done a lot of innovation. Um, not, not as visible here in the United States. Um, but, you know, uh, they've had a lot of phones over the past using the Symbian operating system. And so uh, there might be an opportunity there. Um, also, research in motion, she suggested, as a possible takeover target. Yeah. Um, Research
0: in Motion is hoping that this will turn things around. Research in Motion, as of the recording of this podcast, has has had a, a few rough quarters. Yes. That's putting it lightly. Yep. Yeah. And – you have to remember, Research in Motion was once the dominant Absolutely. company in the smartphone market in the United States in particular. Like That was the one that all the executives would go for. You would hear the, the story about the Crackberries where yeah. executives were addicted to using the smartphone because it was so compelling. Well, that was before it. the smartphone had really started to creep into the consumer market. It was definitely before Steve Jobs had introduced the iPhone, which opened up the floodgates. Mm-hmm. Um, And, of course,
1: for a while it was the the enterprise security level that kept BlackBerry in its position.
0: Right, yeah, because everything's encrypted and it's all passing through specific servers owned by RIM. Uh, Although that did cause some problems in various industries because RIM is a a Canadian company. And Mm -hmm. if you're talking about a United States company, uh, some executives and some IT professionals were a little nervous about the fact that their information was passing through the servers in a different country. Uh, but REM has built a reputation on being reliable and encrypted and safe. So it was able to move beyond that in in most cases, I would say.
1: Mm-hmm. You know who else is uh, benefiting or might benefit if Google standardized more on the Motorola hardware platform? What's that? Developers. Yes. And I'll only say that once because I'm not Steve Ballmer. Right. Um, because the very thing, you know, well, a lot of people who don't like Apple products because they're closed off and prefer, uh, Microsoft or Linux or for phones, Android, mm-hmm. um, they like th- the fact that these things are open, that they have multiple marketplaces, multiple options to buy their software from. They say right. it's more open. But the thing, the the it's a
0: two-sided coin. Right. Yeah. The challenge is the fact that there are so many different variations of Android out on the market that developing an an app uh, means that you either have to make it as general as possible to hit as many of those operating systems and, and to work properly on as many of those operating systems as possible, or you just write off a a, a percentage of your of your potential audience and develop for the latest Operating system or the latest couple of versions of that operating system, mm-hmm. because uh, Google does release updates to Android, and the you know you want to develop for the newest version of whatever the operating system is because that's probably going to give you the most advanced features. It's going to give you access to the resources that you want to make a truly compelling app.
1: Well, you you, you hope for that.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, you could aim to create an app that is much more basic and. And really goes after very simple elements of the operating system. Uh, And there's nothing wrong with that. But the temptation is, of course, to develop something that's really cutting edge that pushes the envelope. And so the problem is that Google doesn't have any control over which handsets and which carriers update the operating system. Like they don't have – Google can't schedule that. Google can can release an update to the operating system, but it's up to the carrier's to actually push that out to users, mm-hmm. so you could be stuck with an Android phone that could be theoretically, based on its hardware, capable of running the latest operating system, mm-hmm. but you're stuck a version or two versions or more behind the current one because the, man- the the carrier hasn't pushed that update out. Right. So that means that as a developer, you have instead of one operating system to develop for, you've got you know six. Different versions of that operating system to develop for, and if you want your app to be usable across all Android devices, you have to take that into account when you're building your app. So you can't build in those super cool futuristic features
1: mm-hmm.
0: without leaving behind a good portion of the people who own Android app, um, Android devices. So hopefully, by purchasing Motorola Mobility, Google will have a little more control in uh, in keeping a nice standard build of the operating system and other, hopefully, carriers and 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 handset manufacturers will follow suit and incorporate that into their devices so that uh, the experience is more level across the board. Now, if you own something that cannot run the latest version of that operating system because it just does not have the hardware necessary to do it, mm-hmm. you're still going to be out of luck. But that's just like any other computer system. If I go out and buy an old 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 computer, it's not going to have the resources necessary to run a modern operating system, like a current version of an operating system on it, because it's just it doesn't have the horsepower. Right. But that you know, that's the nature of technology. You just right. don't want to be left behind seemingly arbitrarily, knowing that your device could run this stuff, but for some reason doesn't that's really irritating both from a consumer perspective and a developer perspective.
1: Yep. Um and then there were in the days that followed the uh initial freak outage of the uh uh the deal. Yeah. The revel- people just I think once they stopped you know, thinking about what would happen with the other developers, I thought they started thinking about the other stuff that Motorola Mobility does. Mm-hmm. Um, part of which is it brings in a whole lot of money for Motorola, or used to, or won't won't soon will for Google. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's another source of revenue. Um, and in addition, they make stuff other than phones, like yep. set top boxes for TVs.
0: Right, and this could be. The next step in, in implementing Google TV. Yes. Which has, it's funny because I see reviews of Google TV, people who have actually used it. Uh huh. And they tend to be pretty, fairly positive, at least of the potential for Google TV. There's yeah. a lot of stuff that's holding Google TV back and a lot of that has to do with content deals. Yeah. Um, which, you know, that's, that's a whole different podcast. Yes. Yeah, but, but the but the fact that they have a company now that produces set top boxes mm-hmm. uh could mean that there's a tighter integration with that and we might see some pretty innovative uh, uh home entertainment systems with Google technology built directly into them that uh will hit the market in the next few years mm-hmm. And then there's uh,
1: in-dash navigation systems for cars.
0: Mm -hmm. Although, Um, really, I mean, smartphones are starting to really take a bite out of those.
1: Sure. But you could have greater integration if you had an Android phone and you had Android in your dash.
0: Yeah. I could even see that becoming... Even know, more complex where you start getting agreements with specific car manufacturers where that's built in. Like it's not an aftermarket thing, yes. but it's built in at the very beginning. And and so you go out and you buy your new car, and that car happens to have a Google Android system built into it. And if you happen to have an Android smartphone, then you've got automatic integration between those two. That I mean, that's a very compelling device. Well, I mean, this is an area
1: in which Apple is not active, but Microsoft is. Yeah. Um, and this is, I, am sure that just makes Microsoft even happier about the deal than they already weren't. Yeah. Um, you know, because this is, this is a place where I, I don't know that anybody else had the clout of a Microsoft. I think it was, you know, car by car. Um, so this is, this is going to be scary because Google's got a lot of weight it can throw behind those. Yep. Um, so, I mean, there, there's, there's more to this deal than just the patents and just the effect of the, uh, on the, the manufacturers of phones. I mean, this, this really has some far reaching implications and it might push, uh, Google's competitors in, in different ways. I, you know, I've even seen suggestions
0: that perhaps the Google Motorola uh, acquisition could end up getting well. It's going to get a lot of scrutiny, but oh, it, sure. it could yeah. potentially raise questions of uh of antitrust mm-hmm. laws and sure. uh and that's a little tricky because you look at Google and you look at Motorola Mobility and at, at first blush these two companies don't seem to have a lot of overlapping uh uh you know, areas of yeah. products. You know, it just doesn't seem like it. It would be that big a deal, but then you take into account the whole operating system for mobile devices and if google is targeted for antitrust then the question is well how does that how is it possible for apple to have its own line of products with its own operating system that is not available on anything else how can that be possible but the google motorola acquisition isn't and i mean it's just one of these conversations that spirals and spirals outward mm-hmm. and you start to question why you even got up in the morning <laughs> typical Friday for me really <laughs> well no it's just, just um you know there's there
1: this is one of those onions of uh of news because there's just so many different layers <laughs> to it but that, not
0: the onion not the onion
1: which would still be hilarious yes um but yeah I mean this is it's fascinating stuff because this Really does have some pretty far reaching implications yep. than just the ones on the surface. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the rest of the world uh, didn't necessarily latch on to them Im- immediately, but I would bet that Google had some of this other stuff in mind when it completed the acquisition. You know, there are lots and lots of things that, that these two companies could do well together provided the merger goes through or merger acquisition yeah. is allowed to proceed. So Yeah,
0: because it's not a done deal yet. No, it's we, not. We talked about it almost like it is, but that's really this is an announcement it's an intention and everyone's reacting to it as if it's as if everything's been signed and, and sealed but uh, in truth things may f- still fall apart for this deal we've seen some pretty major deals get uh, some serious opposition recently in the news yeah, yeah. so it wouldn't be a surprise to see that sort of uh, at least the at least scrutiny mm-hmm. put toward the deal if not opposition yeah so we'll have to keep our eyes on this and see how it develops, but a uh, really interesting discussion here. Not everything in technology is all based on circuitry and software and, and electricity. Some of it's based on, on corporate policy and finance and po- politics and
1: intellectual, I that property.
0: intellectual property. And I find this just as interesting to me as, as, you know, yeah. stuff that beeps. I agree. So guys, if you have any suggestions, four topics that we should tackle here on tech stuff let us know you can send us an email that address is techstuff at howstuffworks.com or drop us a line on facebook or twitter our handle there is techstuffhsw and chris and i will talk to you again really soon
1: be sure to check out our new video podcast stuff from the future Join HowStuffWorks staff as we explore the most promising and
0: perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's
1: ready. Are you